0: Derrick Henry may be the big name that everyone is focusing on when it comes to the New Orleans Saints hosting the Tennessee Titans, but make no mistake about it, this game is going to be decided by quarterback play. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, that Nation and that family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow, always for free, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film study Q&As, early access, inside information, and much more, you can head over and become a Locked On Insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Saints to join a community. I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Jackson Nola on Twitter. Your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. You Find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site, covering the New Orleans Saints every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best and most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. You pick two or more players. And then simply choose if they're going to come out at more or less than their Prize Picks projection. I'll tell you about some of those projections here in just a little bit. But head over today and make sure you go to PrizePicks.com/lockedonNFL or use the promo code all lowercase lockedonNFL to get a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. On today's episode of Locked On Saints, we're going to be taking a look at a couple of different things here. We're going to get to the offense. The New Orleans Saints offense, a little bit more in-depth. What do they need to do to beat the Tennessee Titans? There's one thing that matters most. I'll tell you what it is. We'll take a look as well at how to slow down Derek Henry. You're not going to stop him, but there are ways to slow him down. And Joe Woods, New Orleans Saints defensive coordinator, gave us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain on that. Just a tiny smidge on Thursday. But first, and where I want to start off today's show, is that while Derrick Henry is a big name, the biggest names for any team are always gonna be the quarterback. And while Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Carr have arguments to be made about where their placement is amongst the NFL's best quarterbacks, or rather they're outside of that category, the fact of the matter is that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Carr are gonna be the players that decide this game between the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. So for the New Orleans Saints, that means two things. The first of which is that Derrick Carr has to be able to come out and show just as fast and efficient a start in this game as he showed during that one preseason series that he played last uh, just a few days or a few days, just a few games ago, right? When they opened up the preseason up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who dropped their opening game against the Detroit Lions. Shout out Detroit for a big performance there. Now you're hoping that the New Orleans Saints are going to be able to come out and show some of that same type of fight that we saw from the Detroit Lions going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe distance themselves a little bit more and a little bit more quickly uh, on top of that. And a big part of that is going to be a fast start. I mentioned in yesterday's live stream that for the New Orleans Saints to change my mind about them winning this game partway through the game, I simply need to see them show up, get a takeaway and score points off that takeaway once in the first half and my entire tune changes. But my tune also begins to change a little bit if the New Orleans Saints can come out and establish themselves with another one of those 12 play 75 yard I know it was 85 yards but let's take the holding or let's take the penalty out of it right the 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 pre-snap or the uh the kickoff penalty and then the false start penalty let's take those out of it call it a 12 play 75 yard drive for a touchdown to open up their action against the Tennessee Titans that changes my tune as well and a lot of that comes down to just how quickly has Derek Carr been able to pick up this offense which to be fair is very similar to the offense that he ran and was successful with with the Raiders and of course how quickly the New Orleans Saints can cash in with the weapons that are around them so if Derek Carr makes the adjustment more quickly than expected If the New Orleans Saints offense makes the adjustment more quickly than expected, and if that offensive line shows you that they can match up against that Tennessee Titans defensive line, everything shifts, everything changes in terms of what the projection of this game is. Similarly, over on the defensive side for the New Orleans Saints in matching up with the opposing quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, they have to get Ryan Tannehill off of his spot. This is a game where three or more sacks would be really nice, but it's not going to come down to just sacks. Quarterback hits, hurries moving the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, off of his spot, getting him operating outside of structure, making him extend plays, getting your hands up in the passing lane and batting some passes down. Those things have lasting impact throughout a game. It's not just about the one play that they happen, especially when you're a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill that's lining up behind an offensive line with four brand new starters. And the only returning starter is shifting positions from guard to center, and by the way, is undersized going up against defensive tackles like Colin Saunders and Malcolm Roach, who are far from undersized and know how to use their size in an athletic manner. So there's a lot of things that they should be able to do, the New Orleans Saints, on the defensive line to take advantage of the weaknesses that will expose themselves on this new together, right, young together offensive line in Tennessee. Those types of plays will have an impact on Ryan Tannehill. You get back there on first down and get a hit on him. You get back there on second down, get a hit on him, whatever. That impact doesn't just last for that play. That impact extends to the next play because he's just a little bit more concerned that you're going to get to him the next time. And he starts to feel pressure that might not necessarily be there, or he starts to feel and react to pressure more aggressively, more drastically, things like that. And so he'll start to bail out of the pocket. When he starts to bail out of the pocket, because let's not forget that Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, both these guys kind of in similar categories of not being mobile quarterbacks, I would say, but being guys that can extend plays. They're both very comfortable getting out and working outside of the structure. However, you would love to see Ryan Tannehill having to work way more off structure or out of structure and way more off of his base than throwing from a spot that he likes in the pocket and being able to take advantage of his passing lanes. So you want to see a lot more than that or a lot more of that, getting Ryan Tannehill moving out of the pocket. And a good way to do that is pressure right up the middle, and of course, pressure around the edge. So if the New Orleans Saints can get into the head of Ryan Tannehill, the opposing team's quarterback, and see confidence and execution from their quarterback in Derek Carr, the New Orleans Saints could decidedly change the projections of this game. And it all comes down to the quarterback, as big a name as Derek Henry might be. Coming up next, though, how do you slow Derrick Henry? Joe Woods gave us a little peek behind the curtain on that and his presser on, Wednesday, on Thursday. I'll tell you what my biggest takeaway was and how the New Orleans Saints can execute it. Coming up next as we continue on with the game plan episode, how can the New Orleans Saints beat the Tennessee Titans? Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by Nutriful. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? Take it from me, somebody that experienced hair thinning for the first time at 22 years old. Now I'm rocking a chrome dome and I'm very happy with that, but maybe this right here isn't the look for you. If that's the case and you're already starting to notice some of that hair thinning, don't Wait, act on it now and check out Nutrafol today. Take the first step to thicker, noticeably healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off of their first month's subscription and free shipping when you simply go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On NFL, all one word, all caps. Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol to find that healthier hair. dot slash men. That's N U T R A F O L dot com slash men. Promo code locked on NFL. One more again. That's Nutrafol dot com slash men. Promo code locked on NFL. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. How do you slow down? Derek Henry. Well, it ain't easy, but we're going to talk about some of the ways the New Orleans Saints can do it. We're going to break that down as we're continuing on here with today's episode. Thank you, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Lockdown Saints your first lesson of the day every day. Hey, just want to let you know if you're you, if if you notice uh, NFL Kickoff Live special on here, definitely check it out. I'll be a part of it. I'm doing something called the Jackson Five. Where I'm doing five different questions uh, about the NFL going into Week One. But NFL Kickoff Live is our new live show, two hours every. Uh, Friday from 2 to 4 p.m., Locked on NFL, and will also be simulcast to all of our local shows as well. So you'll notice it on the Locked on Saints stream. Check it out. Kyle Krabs, Jarvis Davis, as well as Tanisha Baptiste, they're going to be hosting it. They're geniuses. They're awesome. And like I said, I get to be a part of it too, which is super cool. So make sure you check it out. But of course, everything will remain the same here on Locked on Saints with multiple per day uploads uh, because I'm a sicko and I'm having so much fun for the season. And a big part about having fun for the season comes down to when, hey, games are actually being played. And that's finally where we are, where we're actually previewing football. And I know the recaps are always a little bit more fun than the previews and things like that, but this is kind of a big preview here. This is the number, you know, the top game for the New Orleans Saints, the first game for the New Orleans Saints, who have the ability here to be able to establish a tone and establish their identity. Two things that they kind of didn't really achieve last year in 2022 so here's a way that they can make that difference for themselves over on the defensive side because if the new orleans saints are able to slow not only derrick henry but tajay spears and that tennessee titans rushing attack they're immediately going to position themselves as a team that is ready to become and get back to being amongst the best run defenses in the nfl so how do you achieve that how do you actually air quote slow down derrick henry I want to highlight something that Joe Woods mentioned in his presser and in his time with us uh, on Thursday, yesterday. And uh, I asked, you know, how do you prepare for the Derrick Henry level rushing attack and the DeAndre Hopkins level passing attack? And one of the things that he mentioned is like, that's exactly what they want you to do, right? They want you to kind of be up at night thinking about all this, overthinking it, all that. And one of the things that he mentioned when it came to slowing down Derrick Henry is And and I'm using that phrase. He didn't use that phrase. But, you know, in terms of addressing Derrick Henry is to get him running east and west. Why is that important? Well, I think a big reason why that small sentence stood out for me as the biggest takeaway from what Joe Woods had discussed is that that really is the key to keeping Derrick Henry some level of contained. I love the other thing that Joe Wood said was that look, you can maintain your gaps, you can have your gap integrity, you can have your discipline, you can hit all your run fits, you can do everything, you can be in position all you want. The next thing you have to do is you still have to tackle Derrick Henry. And we've watched the New Orleans Saints struggle with tackling early on in seasons. We watched the entire NFL struggle with tackling early on in seasons because you can't tackle in training camp, you can't tackle in practice. So the first time you really get to practice tackling, oftentimes as a first team player, is week one, which is kind of dangerous and makes for some big plays early on in the regular season. So that's one of the reasons why going up against a big play offense is usually a little bit causes a little bit of concern for most defenses or when projecting around a bunch of defenses. And so when it comes to slowing down Derrick Henry or containing Derrick Henry, the key is getting him to move east and west. And the only way to really do that is to maintain that gap integrity and challenge him to either bounce outside or cut back. So the way that the Tennessee Titans will try to combat this is that they're not gonna make it easy for you to fill in gaps. As a second level linebacker, for instance, let's talk about Demario Davis, right? Demario Davis's responsibility might be to shoot what's called the bubble. The bubble is that space between uh, the the one tech, heads up, uh, uh, defensive tackle, and the outside edge rusher, the defensive end. That gap is a little bit bigger than the opposite side where you have the three tech defensive tackle and the outside edge rusher. That's Those gaps are only one gap apart, while the other two players are lining up effectively one and a half gaps apart from one another. So that bubble has to be filled with a second level run defender. That's where you see guys like Demario Davis and Pete Werner and probably your slot corner as well, finding ways to fit in, maybe your safety that's playing down and run support that's playing down on the box, things like that. So what the Tennessee Titans will do to try to combat that is that they'll run with pulling guards, pulling offensive linemen, misdirection, stunts, things like that, that end up switching the gap for you. I think the common misconception is that, like, if you're a second level player and your goal is to fill the gap between the, let's say, left guard and center, if that left guard pulls to the right side, that doesn't mean that you still shoot the same gap. That's now, instead of that being an A gap and a B gap, that's just a big old A gap. You have to move to where that guard is going. And so, if that left guard is pulling from the left side to the right side to fill in between the guard and and tackle on the opposite side, that's now created a new gap. Over there, because now you have a gap between guard and guard and guard and center or guard and tackle. My, my apologies. So if that just sounds like a whole bunch of gibberish to you, think about it this way: if you are, if your responsibility is to fire in the B gap between you know this guard and this tackle, and that guard pulls to the opposite side, that means the A gap that that B gap that you're assigned to is moving with that guard. So you have to be able to move with them. It's one of the reasons why we highlighted the preseason play. Of Jalen Smith. He did a very good job of moving with that guard, seeing where that guard was pulling towards and being able to react. That's called reacting to play flow. So you have to be able to do all of that because effectively what the offense is trying to get you to do is shoot the wrong gap and therefore leave a gap unmanned that they can just run right in. So you have to be very, 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 like the integrity of your run fits has to be on point against a guy like Derrick Henry, because what those gaps are designed to do are to get Derrick Henry running north and south, up and down, straight line, right? To where it is hard to tackle him, to where he does get that breakaway speed. But if you fill that gap and force him to either cut back, he's got to move east-west first. You got to be able to close on him, but he's got to move east-west. If you get him to bounce to the outside, he's got to move east-west before he can get back north and south. So you have to be able to close in on him on that opposite side. So there's going to be a lot of things that you're looking for here. Can the New Orleans Saints maintain their integrity when it comes to those gaps? Can they fill their run fits? And do your perimeter run defenders do a good job of closing off the other options, the bounce outside option or the cutback option? Those are going to be the big things that you're watching during this game. Can the Saints force Derrick Henry to move a little bit more sideline to sideline to try to find a gap as opposed to surrendering a gap where he can immediately get north and south? If you give up the latter, you're in trouble. But if you can force the former, you have a fighting chance of limiting Derrick Henry and not allowing him to take over the game. Then you get back to the first key that we were talking about in today's game plan of disrupting the quarterback over on the opposite side, getting Ryan Tannehill uncomfortable because if Derrick Henry's having a hard time running, then that means that the Tennessee Titans are already playing behind schedule on second down. That means that they're gonna be forced to throw in third and long situations maybe even second down situations, all of that. So put them in those positions and have that effect on the quarterback, not on some Greg Williams stuff, but have that effect on the quarterback to where he ends up making mistakes. Get one of those mistakes and they will continue to progress. They will continue to to, to produce rather. So make sure that you're there to take advantage of those. That's the way that the New Orleans Saints beat the Tennessee Titans over on the defensive side. As for the New Orleans Saints offense, it's all going to come down to one word. I'll tell you what that word is as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at PrizePix. Picks. PrizePix Picks is the best way and the most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. No going up against thousands of mystery lineups, uh, uh, spreadsheet wizards, all that stuff. It's you versus the house. All you got to do is pick two or more players and then to simply choose whether or not they're going to come out at more or less than their prize picks projection. Let me give you a couple of examples here. Chris Olave, you think he's going to catch more or less than four and a half receiving yards? Derek Carr, you think he's going to throw for more or less than 245 and a half passing yards? And let's pick one more, Jamal Williams. You think he's going to run for more or less than 50 and a half rushing yards? If you say more on each of those and Jamal Williams runs for 51. Derek Carr passes for 246. And Chris Olave catches five passes. Bam, you have won. It's that simple. That took us no time to do. So you should take no time at all. We're heading over to uh, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100 at prize pool. Let's get it, that Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints and wrapping up the game plan here. How can the New Orleans Saints knock off the Tennessee Titans and earn a big time week one win? We focused uh, quite a bit on the Saints defense, disrupting Ryan Tannehill, getting him to move off of his spot, how to get Derrick Henry running east and west, all of those pieces. Now, when it comes down to the New Orleans Saints offense, it's all about one thing. Execution. That's all you got to do, man. You just got to execute. We saw this New Orleans Saints offense time and time again. And this isn't just about the players on the field. It's about Pete Carmichael as a play caller. This is about Dennis Allen as a head coach, making decisions, things like that. Like there's a lot of those things that you want to see improved from last year going into this year. Uh, you know, being more risky, going for it, not being so risk averse, being willing to go for it on fourth down, especially now with all the weapons that you have that can help you, especially in a fourth and short situation. Not getting away from the run game in the right situations. Third and short, consider the run game as opposed to going to the air, the, uh, as opposed to going to the air, especially when you've got short yardage guys that or guys that can win in short yardage like Taysom Hill as well as, of course, now Jamal Williams. The other thing is personnel on the field, right? Making sure that the right personnel is on the field for the right situation. Don't take off your biggest names When it comes to the biggest moments, don't, don't, just don't, right? Just don't. Um, Tendencies, trends, right? Don't keep running the ball on second and 10, following an incomplete pass on first and 10. That's a surefire way to get stuck behind, uh, you know, behind schedule and all of that. So those are all things that have to be improved in terms of execution away from the players themselves, but you want to see the players execute as well. And on the defensive side of the football, that's it. It's just about playing football. I asked, I asked somebody the other day uh, in the locker room, what's the key to limiting a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, the Tennessee Titans' phenomenal defensive tackle? And the person straight up just told me, just play football. Treat him like everybody else. And that's really what it takes. Play football. Execute. Do the things that you know are going to work. What's the old Drew Brees say that you hear all that, that he says all the time? Play the songs that you know, right? Go out there and win this game by doing the things that you know you can do. Don't go out there and win this game trying to be tricky. Don't go out there and win this game trying to be more than you are. Go out there and win this game with exactly who you are. And that was such a big miss for the New Orleans Saints in 2022 because it's not very convincing to me that they knew who they were throughout that season. So how do you win a game by simply being who you are when you aren't able to establish your identity in the first place? And a lot of that came down to injuries, unavailability, all those other things. I'm not putting that on anybody. I'm just saying, like, that was such a big miss for New Orleans last year and a missed opportunity in terms of what they could have been. And now you get into a season where you're expecting everybody to be healthier. You're going in. Yeah, you're not expecting Trey Quan Smith for this game. At this point, I would not expect Kendra Miller for this game. And at this point, I think it would be a long shot to expect JT Gray this game. And JT Gray is a big loss and a big hit. But the other two guys, like, let's be real. If you need a blocking wide receiver as your sixth wide receiver in a game, you've got other guys that can help you there. Keith Kirkwood, A.T. Perry. Chris Olave is a willing blocker if you want him to be, right? You want him doing more than that, of course, but these guys are all willing to do all of that. You can find that perimeter blocking somewhere. Kendra Miller, we don't even know what he is on the football field yet, so we don't know what type of loss it is, but you have to be able to find somebody that's going to mix in with Jamal Williams. So instead of focusing on what you might not have with Jamal Williams, or excuse me, might not have with Kendra Miller or without Kendra Miller, focus on what you can get with the other guys that are going to be on the field. And then JT Gray is a big loss. I would expect that when it came to Gunners, you're going to see Isaac Yadam, as well as Ugo Amadi playing that role. You should be pretty comfortable with that because both of those guys have been very effective there. Expect guys, you know, some other guys potentially be in the rotation there like Alante Taylor and all. But I think more than likely, those are the two that you're going to see to start it off if JT Gray is not available. So I do think that for New Orleans, the biggest thing that they can do over on the offensive side, knowing that they're going to be healthy, knowing that they're going in with their starting secondary, with their starting offensive line, which by the way, should be James Hurst at left guard as opposed to Andrews Pete. Uh, That's what I'm expecting, at least at this point, based on, I asked Dennis Allen, I didn't ask him who's going to start because we knew he was, you know, you know that you're not going to get an answer to that question. But I did ask, what do you think you're looking at when it comes to making that decision if it hasn't already been made? And one of the key things that Dennis Allen said in that answer was that he felt that Andrews Pete was still getting up to, game condition, to football conditions. So in that case, I don't know that he can be your starter if if that is really a present tense statement, right? So it's going to be, I would imagine, James Hurst in that case, starting at left guard. We'll see. Game time will really be the time that we figure that out. But for New Orleans, that's it. Other than that, you have every bit of the talent that you want to be out on this field will be on this field on Sunday, barring anything completely unforeseen at this point. And even in that case, you're going to have the majority of what you're expecting to have to start off the season here. And so really all that it comes down to from this point forward is execution. You just have to be able to pull it off. And that goes from the top all the way down. That's not just as simple as the players have to get it done. Everybody's got to take steps forward. Pete Carmichael was very candid the other day saying, look, I got to be better. All these other things. I wasn't good enough. All of that. Now he gets to be paired with a quarterback that's a little bit more his speed, that's a little bit more what the system has been successful with in in the past. You're not asking Pete Carmichael to be an entirely new defensive coordinator, or excuse me, offensive coordinator. You're asking Pete Carmichael to get back to the things that have already been successful for him, and that is a way easier adjustment. So I have a lot of confidence as New Orleans Saints, if the players can execute, if the coaches can execute, if everybody executes and does what they need to do, if everybody does in the name of that player that I spoke to, plays football. The New Orleans Saints could put themselves in position to win this game and should continue to be seen as a playoff team here in 2023, and anything less than that would be disappointing. I'll tell you more about why I feel that way in our live episode later on today. We'll be live again on the Locked on Saints YouTube page, posted quickly as possible to all platforms as well. Nobody's missing out on anything, Uh, but I'm going to tell you why I think not getting to the playoffs would be such a massive disappointment when it comes to this New Orleans Saints team. And of course, get you caught up on everything you need to know, the news and notes from today's practice, including, of course, game designations. Yep, it's Friday, it's that time. I appreciate you as always, y'all, for all you everydayers making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. And of course, for uh, continuing to support The show, and I appreciate you as always making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi, and if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson N O L A. Hit me up, let me know how the family's doing, let me know how you're living, let me know how you're momming them, and trust you that nation. A hot legend.